Good morning and welcome back to the podcast. I figured I would hop on really quick as I am on my sun deck this morning, um, enjoying the sun, taking it in. It was supposed to be cloudy and it is like full sun. I could get a tan on the deck right now. Um, so I just wanted to give you a couple things, especially for people that reached out about morning routines and kind of how how to like restart your energy or get motivated or how are you motivated or encouraging or like feeling good every single day. I think a big part of it has to do with what you do the night before. So I always talk about setting up a routine that creates success for you. And that's different for everybody and everybody's lifestyle. Um, so obviously life happens, right? And what you do before bed though has a big impact on your mind. So set up a routine where even if it's just putting on your face cream and laying in your bed for a minute and reading a book to kind of relax and unplug and unwind, that's going to be something that will set you up for success as far as being able to get up early. You know, if the night before you're drinking wine and then you go to sleep, you're not really getting that like deep sleep that you need. So it's a big part of why I promote like sober, curious lifestyle. Not saying that it's for everybody or that everyone should try it, blah, blah, blah. Um, because I do think moderation is fine. I think it's, it's completely healthy. It would be like anything else, right? Like, you know, cupcakes or sugar, anything that you're into, coffee, as long as it's in moderation, I don't see an issue with it. Um, but a lot of people that reach out to me, usually have these habits that kind of stem from what they're doing the day before. So the biggest thing that I can tell you is have a plan in your mind of what you're going to do to set yourself up for success. So I'm going to give you some ideas from my own morning routine so that you can understand kind of a little bit of the grounding work that goes into it. And now this is something when I was writing 100 Days of Positive Thinking, Rewire Your Mood in One Minute. That's on Amazon Books. If you just search the title, um, 100 Days of Positive Thinking in my name, it will, it will pop up. Um, when I was writing that book, that was really just me rewiring my own mind. I never thought I was going to turn it into a book. Um, it's something that if you don't have the means to purchase the book, you can actually do this yourself. Just pull a quote for the day and then create a synopsis of what you feel like that means to you. And then kind of jot down some words on like how you're feeling. And by doing this, you're grounding yourself mentally to have a more um, in tune day where you're self-aware of what you're saying and, and, and you're doing things with intention and purpose and things like that. But a big part, and I think we all experienced this like during the pandemic, the world kind of shut down and everyone was like, what do we do? And I'd love to tell you that I created these habits in the pandemic, but I didn't. I really didn't have a healthy morning routine. In fact, my morning routine was just get up and work, get up and work, get up and work. And I think that's a lot of people, whether you are a stay at home mom and it's like, get up, get the kids, do this, do that, you know? So it's really important that you carve out time. I intentionally set my alarm to wake up earlier so that I can do the things that I know create the most health in my day before I start work. Now that might not be for everybody. You might be like, no, I need my sleep and I hear that. Um, so here's what I do. I intentionally wake up earlier and I 
will have already mapped out my week. So I'll have my schedule. And then most importantly, I map out just some key points for the week, things that um, I know I need to schedule. Now, this is going to be the most important thing that I tell you as far as scheduling things. If you schedule it, it's like a, um, it's almost like a meeting, right? Like if I have a meeting and this is true this morning, I had a meeting at 9am. I had a meeting at 10am and 11am. I knew that that's for work. What I do before work is the work I'm doing on myself. And so that's what I'm talking about. And again, it starts slow and sure and eventually will help you. So this is kind of like a mini kind of morning prep, like help you get inspired or shake off like the, the feelings of feeling like you have no purpose or feeling like all you do is work or feeling like just any kind of funk you're in. Because I think that can happen, especially coming out of winter, going into spring, like having these thoughts of like, what am I doing? What am I here for? What's my purpose? So the first thing that I'm going to tell you that is so essential, and it's the complete opposite of what you're going to hear when you start getting facials and and taking care of your skin and all of that stuff. And I've heard this so many times and I just, I, I don't care. You need 15 minutes of sun without SPF on period. You need that like natural vitamin D to sink into your skin. Your, your skin actually needs it. Your third eye needs it. You know, staring at the sun is not going to make you blind. Do your own research, but it's, truly a big part of feeling well so if the sun is out get up early in the morning and the first thing you want to do is get some sun you don't have to go for a walk you you know you can either sit on your deck like I am right now (laughs) you can sit on your deck sit in your backyard sit in your front yard wherever the sun is and just get a good you know 15 minutes of sun in while you hydrate drink your coffee write out your agenda for the day The next thing I'm going to say is if you want to maintain a good mood, a schedule is really important, but you need to have a schedule outside of work. It cannot just be work, work, work. And again, in the pandemic, I was really bad with that. I worked 60 hours. It was work, work, work. It was constant scheduling of just work. There was nothing fun in there. And so coming out of that, I realized like I need to work on myself before I work for anybody else. And that only infuses what I can offer other people, right? So it's not selfish. It's actually a big part of regeneration and being able to energize and have more energy and love and compassion and good feels for all people. Because if you wake up and you go right into work and you do that enough, you're going to burn out. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to start to not like your job. You're going to start to, you know, have certain feelings. So anyways, the biggest thing I can say, schedule a workout. Now, this can be anything. It can be a walk. It can be Pilates. It can be yoga. It can be a Peloton ride. It can be the gym. It can be the elliptical. It could be just doing a couple free weights. If you're like, I don't have any of that. I live in a one-bedroom apartment in New York. I just have a yoga mat and some dumbbells just do a quick quick circuit I mean it doesn't need to be anything serious but you just want to like sweat and like have that time to yourself to like connect with your body and scheduling it makes it happen um I can't tell you how many times I've woken up in the morning like I'm gonna work out like and I just have that thought but it doesn't happen because I look at the time and then I'm like oh I gotta go get ready for my meeting so when you intentionally and this is why I talked about the night before when you intentionally 
wake up and you say, you know, the night before you say, I'm going to schedule this out, which I do. I schedule out all my workouts. Like everything works in blocks. It's called like a block system. And I base it around my work schedule. So for people thinking I'm so busy, I work 60 hours a week. There's no way I could make any of this work. That was me. And I realized that my mornings were going to be the biggest place to capitalize on what I wanted to do. And then having blocked breaks or blocked focus time also freed up a lot of this time where I felt like I was very pulled in like 55 different directions when it comes to work. And I was able to focus on one thing at a time. So the next thing I'm going to say um, that I found to be so helpful. So 15 minutes of sun in the morning, even if the sun's not out, just getting out in nature, 15 minutes in the morning, grounding, putting your feet in the grass. It's just going to make you connect with like what's real, which is like you are here and now experiencing life. It's a new day. It helps just regenerate your energy. The next thing is have something to look forward to for yourself that will also benefit your health. So for me personally, again, I schedule my workouts first thing in the morning. It's done. It's out of the way. But the best part is I feel proud of myself and I also feel like I'm in a great mood. The next thing that I do, well, actually before that, when I am sitting in the sun and relaxing and all that good stuff, um, I always read something that's going to inspire me for the day. So again, you can get 100 days of positive thinking, rewire your mood in one minute. Another book that I often recommend is Switch on Your Brain Every Day. It's 365 readings for peak happiness, thinking, and health. Um, And that is by Dr. Caroline Leaf, who I love, and I have all her books. Um, Very easy read. You can pull a quote. Um, just a word to the wise, there is a little bit of religion at the top, then there's kind of like a brain tip, and then there's kind of like a synopsis. So it works a little bit similar to my book, but I didn't put anything like religious in my book, um, just to keep it kosher. Um, is that a religion joke? I don't know. So what I do is I write down also, I have a gratitude journal and I'll write down what I'm grateful for. So Again, I'm kicking off the morning by not just sitting in the sun for 15 minutes, just kind of like basking, even though I can definitely do that if I wanted to. I write what I'm grateful for. I pull a quote from both books, The 100 Days of Positive Thinking, because that really did help reset my mind and then also switch on your brain every day. So those between those three things, that will basically be the 15 minutes. Um, And you might have like five minutes left to just kind of meditate and bask in the sun and kind of set your intention for the day. So leading up to scheduling your workout, so essential for your health. And not only does it give you something to look forward to, some mornings you won't look forward to it, but regardless, you will feel better after your workout every single morning and you will have so much more energy. The next tip that I'm going to give you is to incorporate some type of um, self-care routine within your week. So that could be going for a walk after work. That could be going for a walk with your family after dinner or playing outside. Um, It doesn't need to be anything serious. I know a lot of people like try to make it like strict and serious. But for me personally, I love to go red light. I incorporate that um, at a minimum three times a week. But I do... Again, I work in blocks and I work around my work schedule. So I try my best to go five days a week just because 
it makes me feel so much better. It's my time to meditate. And I kind of like habit stack with it. So when I'm laying in the red light bed, which is 15 minutes, and you may think, you know, that's a long time because it's not a tanning bed. You're not going to get tan from it. But it's super relaxing. And I use that time as my meditation time. So I meditate while I red light. So I kind of just double that up. So that's taken care of. Um, another thing is if you can, of course, getting steps we all know is huge. So on break from work, getting outside, you know, sometimes I'm still checking emails, which I do need to work on, but I'll go for a walk and I'll just be checking my emails or I'll go outside, um, and get some sun if it's a nice day and just kind of relax. And I think that's a huge, obvious, huge benefit from working remote is being able to take your breaks outside, go walk your neighborhood or, go walk at the park or, you know, go in your backyard and relax and just kind of like get some sun, stuff like that. I feel like it's super grounding. And the more that you can get outside, because humans are meant to be outside. That's what I'm kind of like getting at here. (laughs) You're meant to be outside. You're meant to be in the sun. You're meant to be in nature. And when you are, you're more connected to yourself than you ever will be connected to a digital device where you are scrolling and looking at people and judging and comparing. And, um, you know, then you put your phone down and you're in front of a computer all day. Right. So then when you go home and everyone wants to turn on the big screen, then you're in front of a big screen, but you also have a little screen in front of you while you're on the big screen. So these are just things that I noticed in my life that I had to adjust And so I guess to take it from the top, my main tip for you, if you are feeling like you're in a funk, you're like, Chelsea, I'm in a funk mentally. I can't get out of it. I'm not feeling grateful. You know, blah, 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 blah. Number one, get some sun. First thing in the morning, go out. You need 15 minutes of sun. Okay. You need it. It's so good for your health. While you're in the sun, get a gratitude journal. The five minute gratitude journal is probably one of the best. I have one that I just discounted on Amazon called the Daily Gratitude Journal. Again, if you look up Chelsea Swift, Amazon authors, I should pop up and then you can see my books there. And I have a fourth one dropping this summer. Hey, but um, if you wanted to grab that gratitude journal, that also has a quote and then a page to like write your thoughts. Um, And it walks you through kind of like what you're grateful for, all that stuff. Um... And then have something, some type of material that's not on your phone. And this is the biggest part of this. Get a real book, get a real journal and just have something that's quick. Like this switch on your brain every day. It takes one minute to read, you know, a hundred days of positive thinking. It literally takes one minute to complete the, not just read and write one minute. So everything's under one minute. It's almost like there's no excuse. You know, the journaling itself probably takes three minutes. So in total, you're looking at five minutes that you just helped your mindset. You sat in the sun, were able to kind of collect your thoughts for the day. And then the next thing I would say is make sure that workout is scheduled. You will not do it if you think I'm going to work out today. Like you might do it, but you won't be consistent with it. So schedule your workouts as if you are scheduling a meeting. And that's how I started looking at it. Like it's a meeting with my trainer, Kendall, who I love on the Peloton, but I'm kidding. But it's like, it's a, and I do different things every day. And we'll talk about this later. I just came up with this. I didn't come up with it. Sorry. I just read, read about this new method. People are talking about doing like three days a week. They do Pilates, um, two days a week. They do like 
you know, some type of cardio strength training and they aim for like 8,000 steps. It's like this whole new method that's out. I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you have, you know, I'm butchering it right now. Something like that. So anyways, I've worked that into my schedule where it's like, okay, I'm going to do the Peloton this many days. I'm going to walk this many days or this many steps. So just make sure you schedule it because when you schedule it, it's interesting. You actually look forward to it versus not scheduling it. So if I woke up this morning with the intention of I'm going to work out, best believe I'm going to work out, but I'm not going to have the same enthusiasm and excitement of actually jumping on the Peloton and working out. Just not. When it's scheduled, I have an idea like, okay, it's scheduled at this time because this is what's coordinated with my schedule for the day. And I actually look forward to it because it's kind of like me time. Like it's my time to be able to do something for myself that lifts me up energetically, puts me in a great mood. Now I can't tell you I look forward to it all the time, but because it's scheduled, it's like a non-negotiable. And that's what I'm trying to point out to you. If you're feeling funky in the morning, you feel like you all you do is mad dash rush. That used to be me. And especially when I was going into the office, one of the primary, primary ways that I fix this, and we've talked about this so many times, is at the time I had a home office because I could work Mondays from home. Now, this is back in like 2016-ish, um, maybe 2017 where I said, you know what, I'm not rushing anymore. I'm not, I'm not doing the mad dash rush anymore. So I started getting up earlier. I would also have my outfits, like my work outfits, interchangeable, like same slacks, different color, same blazer, different color, same shirt, different color. So it was like kind of the steep job thing going on, if I'm being honest. And I would just have it all lined up. So I didn't have to think about what I was going to wear. My makeup routine, five minutes. It's still five minutes. My hair routine, five to seven minutes. I mean, I just cut down on the time it takes to like get ready, number one, so that I could have more time in the morning to be able to just quickly work out if I wanted to. Um, And then like packing your lunch the night before, you know, doing things the night before, even laying out your workout clothes so that you know, like bing, bang, boom, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get some sun. I'm going to write what I'm grateful for. I'm going to read really quick. I'm going to get my workout done, take a quick shower, get ready for work grab my lunch out the door I go you know so having some type of plan is 100% going to get you into consistent mode I'm not saying you're going to look forward to it but you won't skip it as frequently if it wasn't scheduled like if it's not scheduled the likelihood of me skipping it goes up by at least 80% I mean because I'll skip it or I'll move it or I'll be like ah, it's okay I can do it after work but it doesn't work because I don't feel good after I've burnt myself out at work and now I'm going to go do more work because that's what it feels like to me. But in the morning, it feels like, no, I'm doing this because this is good for me. It's good for my health. It's good for my overall energy. So I'm going to schedule this time to do this for myself. A couple other things that I do, schedule things that you look forward to throughout the week. Don't wait for the weekend to live your life. Um, this week, for example, I scheduled a massage on Wednesday. I'm going to a tea room with my mom on Thursday. Like doing things like that makes you feel like you're living your life and you're not just centering it around work. And now this is someone who has always made work the number one priority of their life, their entire life. Like I've been working since I was 13. I've been in marketing since I was 19. I went to school for marketing. I mean, I 
have been doing this for a long time and I can tell you that I love it. I'm passionate about it. I would never change a thing. I love working. Could never not work is, is a vibe. You know, never not dancing, never not working is real. It's just how I feel about life. I just, I love to learn and read and write and I'm always on to the next thing. So I could never not work. I could never not have side hustles, weird things that I'm doing behind the scenes that I just don't even feel like I need to explain myself to people because I love to just like follow my passion. So it doesn't feel like work. So anyways, this is coming from somebody that had to take a long time to figure out how to really balance out this kind of burnout type of work, 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 hustle, 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 especially if you're a millennial and you feel guilty because you don't work 60 hours. You know, when I first started working remote, I really, I mean, I would work 60 hours because I just felt like that's what I need to do to get ahead. And the reality is you don't, you get paid for 40. You need to work the 40. And then what you do after that is your business. Um, literally could be a side, side business. So make sure you schedule that time with yourself. It's never more valuable. Another thing that I'm going to suggest is cold plunging. Um, now, obviously I wasn't doing this in the winter time, but you can basically just get like one of those blow up pools, you know, like the little toysicle ones that you would get for like kids to play in, in the summer. And the second spring hits and we start getting kind of like some nicer days, I'll blow it up because it doubles as a cold plunge, meaning on the warmer days, you can actually like cool off, jump in it, kind of float around. It's very nice. It's very like, you know, you're vibing out. <laughs> it's a nice little vibe. Um, but then days like today, for example, um, it's nice out, but not really like that water is going to be cold. So I either, I usually do a cold plunge right after my workout just because it feels so good to like sweat, work out, whatever. And then you do that and it's completely such a re-energizing thing. And I know they have one, I've seen a couple ads too, where you can just get a cold plunge. Um, but yeah, it's totally, it depends on your vibe and what you want to do. So I like mine just because I feel like it doubles. Like it's not just a cold plunge. I can also use it as a little pool, but they make like more compact cold plunges that you can like really keep outside during the winter, crack the ice and, and jump in. Um, but anyways, if you're struggling with anxiety, any type of like mentality, lack of motivation, um, and looking to really like balance your body and get yourself back to homeostasis, like it's one of the best ways to do it. And another way to do it too is to, at the end of your shower in the morning, just put it on ice cold for a minute. Just at first start with your forehead and your face and your neck and just start there. Um, and then eventually move to, you know, being completely under it for at least a minute because what you're doing is your body is saying like, we can't handle this, jump out, jump out. I, I can't, you know, get your body temperature under control. Like it forces your body to get you into a better like temperature system, balance everything. And that's why people say like, I feel like I'm, my nervous system is balanced. I feel so energized. Um, because it is at first, when you first go in, it's shocking. It like takes your breath away. You lay there. You really don't think you're going to last the minute. But when you get out, for me personally, even for the first five minutes, I'm still a little like shaky, like, okay, what was that? And then once you move on throughout your day, 
you're, you feel so good. You just feel like you had 16 cups of coffee. You feel energized. So I would say those are the main habits for me. So I'll just run through them really quick. Um, these are habits that are going to help you mentally. So if you're struggling mentally, try to incorporate these, especially in the morning. So number one, you need something to look forward to schedule your workout. The reason I'm saying schedule your workout so that you have something to look forward to. It's the simplest way to start to include something to look forward to versus let me schedule this brunch with my friends. Let me schedule you know, you have to schedule something that you can look forward to every single morning. A workout is the best way to do that. Um, secondly, you need to be in nature every single day. Humans are meant to be outside. We're meant to be earthing bare feet on the grass, stuff like that. Um, so the first thing you want to do is either go outside and do some grounding work where literally all you are doing is putting your feet in the grass. Um, or sit outside and get that sun and write, you know, what you're grateful for. Get a gratitude journal. You can write, again, you can do 100 days of positive thinking. You can do switch on your brain every day. You can find so many different books. Um, Daily Teachings, The Secret, is actually a really great um, flip book that I also have. There's so many like mindful, wisdom, daily 365 things out there. So I would definitely check them out. And it's a quick, easy read for you to like take in some sun, take in some wisdom and write down what you're grateful for to really put your state of mind in the right direction. Um, From there, cold plunging has helped me immensely. Nature has been the most healing. Um, Plants are also medicine, like actually having like either house plants or um, like for us, we have these like giant like pine trees that just surround our house. So when we're like on the deck, we feel like we're in the trees. Um, but even when you're on the ground, I'm like literally right underneath them. So being around plants, being around trees, being around nature is really, really, um, healing for your spirit. Uh, red light has been huge. So I would look into that. I know they sell those on Amazon, or maybe you could check out like your local spa or salon, see if they have it there. Red light is truly therapy. It's called red light therapy. Um, it's great for just overall inflammation It was invented by NASA to essentially grow plants. And then they figured out that it could actually heal human wounds. So not sure on the backstory there, how that was tested, but that's what red light therapy was for. Initially, it was for people to be in space and grow plants while they're there with the red light. Um, And then they figured out that it actually can heal like human wounds. So it's so essential, especially when you're not feeling well, to get that red light. Um, and I find that that's why my skin looks so good. I always have people ask me, have you had Botox? Have you done this? It's like, no, I haven't touched my face at all. Um, not saying I wouldn't or that I don't need to, I'm not being like cocky about that, but I am saying that it, you know, the red light therapy has 100% made my skin very vibrant and very like youthful and things like that. So I, I invested in a red light therapy mask I think it's probably one of the best investments, but um, totally up to you. They make like the full body stand-up ones. There's so many tutorials to watch. So red light therapy, um, daily walks, really important to just unplug. Um, Again, I'm not perfect at this. I do read my emails sometimes on my walk, but having that time to just walk and like take time to yourself and just like vibe out 
really important, such a good de-stressor. Um, and then lastly, what I'll say is before you go to bed, a big thing that I've been doing is dry brushing. And then I have this like little scalp massager thing that I can just like rub on my head really quick. Um, and then obviously spraying like aromatherapy essential oils and then doing, um, just a quick yoga stretch, like kind of like a bedtime stretch type of thing. And again, this is stuff I worked up to. It's not like I just like went in my room one day and started dry brushing. I mean, the first time I dry brushed, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it doesn't feel good at all. But eventually it's, it's just so good for your lymphatic system and it helps with drainage and it helps with blood flow. And the best time to do it is before bed. So I would say between all of those things, oh, and giant waters, absolutely giant waters and I would say between all of those things, that will keep your day pretty full. I mean, on top of every, I mean, when you think about everything else we have to do, we have to work, we have to cook, we have to clean, we got to grocery shop, we got to run errands. Like some people work and they have kids, you know, which I'm like, God bless you. So I think everybody has a busy life and we can make excuses as to why we're not doing things and we can have low energy and we can, you know, be a moody person. Or we can figure out like, hey, you know what? It's up to me to optimize my mornings and I'm going to get better at this. So I think that's essential to your relationships too. My relationships only got better once I started to take my health seriously. And what's interesting too is I also had a lot like this very like this shift in energy where people actually moved out of my life that no longer aligned with my life. Like if they were negative and complaining all the time, it's almost like they weren't there anymore. And that's another thing is when you start to take control of your energy, you're just not going to vibe with the people at work that complain, that are the same, that complain about everything, and they just have no gratitude for their job. You know, same thing with like overall energy that no longer fits with you. It just will naturally shift away and new people will come in and your soul tribe will kind of come in and find you because you're on this kind of like new path. Another thing I will say is um, non-alcoholic beers. I was never a beer drinker, I know, but just hear me out. I used to cope with stress, and I think a lot of people do this, and they don't talk about it. It's a little bit more talked about now, but I'm fine with talking about it. I think growing up, like, I was never a big drinker. I went to college, and even my freshman year, I was not even, like, a huge drinker. It wasn't until I started really hanging out with crowds that, like, were partying all the time where I started to, like, drink a lot. And then, of course, that goes into young professionalism, right? You graduate college and you get your first job and everyone's like, let's go get drinks. Let's go get sushi. So it kind of gets embedded in you from a young age that like this is what we do for fun. But also this is how we wind down and reset for the day. Like this is what adults do. You know, we go home from work and we pour a glass of wine. But over time, I truly believe your body in your 20s and your body in your 30s process alcohol completely different. It really does start to catch up with you. For me personally, I just recognize that like I would like to be more of a social drinker, but not just that, more of a when I feel like it drinker. Not like, like it doesn't make or break the situation, right? I could go to a party, there could be alcohol and I'd be like, cool. I could go to a party and there'd be no alcohol and I'd be like, cool. I think there was one time in my life where that was not cool. If there was not alcohol, I probably wasn't going. And after work, because I work so much and I work so hard to turn my brain off, literally to turn my brain off, I would drink, you know, half a bottle, bottle of wine. 
And I think that's a lot of people. So to replace that habit, I kind of started with tea. Um, looking back on this, it, I remember that like there was no non-alcoholic options. And I never thought to buy non-alcoholic beer because I was like, I don't drink beer. I don't like beer. It's gross, you know. So to combat cravings, I have so many little things in my toolkit I can share with you. But we talked about in the beginning what you do the night before being so important. So when I make dinner, for example, I'll listen to something. Well, I'll be like cleaning and cooking at the same time. I'm sure that's most of us. Like you're trying to like catch up on dishes, wipe things down just to make the kitchen messy again. Yep. Same. So while I'm doing that, I'll listen to something funny to like put myself in a good spirit to remember that like, this is a good life. I have nice dishes. I have a nice house. I have great food. Like I need to be grateful for all of this. This isn't stress. This is part of my life. And then from there, instead of pouring a glass of wine, which I found for me, just not having it in the house is like essential to my well-being. Cannot have it in the house. So from there, I just started to stock up on like these like non-alcoholic beers, non-alcoholic wine, stuff like that. And then when you feel like having a little glass of wine or you feel like having, you know, a little drink, you pour one of those and you genuinely like for me and my, my brain cannot tell the difference. It's like, oh, we're having a drink. Like it has no idea. And that's what's worked for me. So I'm able to kind of relax and, and, you know, listen to something funny and like cook and clean and like have fun with it and not feel, um, like I'm missing out on anything. And then that way there. I get great sleep, right? And I'm able to go up to bed at a normal time. I'm able to wind down with a book. I'm able to do a little bit of yoga stretching, possibly meditate, you know, do some dry brushing, whatever it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of times where it's just like, okay, I'm going to shower and put my face cream on and go right to bed. Like I don't always have time for it, but the main kicker is that I'm not drinking before I go to bed. And that's what's giving me that like real deep REM sleep. Um, So I'd highly advise if you are drinking alcohol, it's become a habit. Um, You're doing it to cope with stress. Finding new ways to cope with stress is one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. It truly changed my mindset, my outlook. It helped me like stop people pleasing and put up boundaries. Like there's so many things I did when I drank a lot that I just would never do. I would never allow, you know? So it will change you as a person in a good way. Like you'll be stronger. You'll have more energy. Um, You know, the first, I think, especially if it's a really deep embedded habit, it takes a little bit of time. I know for me, I think I've told you on here, it took me like my first 90 days, I think around 64 days, I finally hit those benefits. And in that first 60 days was really hard because I felt like I was addicted to coffee. Like I couldn't get enough coffee. Some people get sugar addictions from quitting alcohol. Some people overeat. I don't know what was up with the coffee, but I couldn't stop drinking coffee. I don't know what that was about, but you might get something weird going on for a second, but it'll phase out. And around day 64, I started to like balance out and be like, okay, more water. (laughs) Let's chill. And I started to feel a lot better. So that's kind of the sober curious thing. And Again, I don't think you need to like punish yourself with it and be like, I can never drink again. I think it's absolutely a journey. And there are so many people that I admire that can just stop drinking. I think that's amazing. That was not my journey. I mean, I've stopped and started and stopped and started 
more than I can count. But the most important thing that you can do is find a community that understands the journey because then it will make you feel like you have this sense of connection with people that know how hard it is. Like, because it's not an easy thing to just like change yourself after you have had these habits for like 20 years, right? Or 15 years or whatever it is. Um, I feel blessed that I'm catching the habit now and transitioning that habit. But I, and I can honestly say that a big part of having a positive mentality and moving negative things out of the way and being able to wake up with a great attitude has really come from removing the booze. Um, you know, and the goal, I think the goal would be to be a hundred percent sober. I'm just not at that level yet where I can be confident enough to like say like, yes, I'm going to be a hundred percent sober because it is such a journey and we all have to go through our own journey. But, um, you know, mocktails are my thing right now. I've definitely, you know, at social occasions, I've definitely had drinks. You know, I think this year I set a big goal for myself. I wanted it to be my first year sober. Um, but everybody's journey is, is different. And I'm so proud of like how far I've come as far as my mentality is concerned. And, you know, it's, it's definitely been interesting, um, to kind of align and find what works for me and not necessarily what's superficial and, or what works for somebody else or what somebody else thinks I should do. Cause I think that was me before when I was drinking a lot and stressed out and working all the time, it was constant people pleasing, no boundaries, you know, things like that. And I think I genuinely have been able to find my way as far as like being more, I don't want to say in control or like, I hate to use the word authoritative, but pretty much like, you know, just more in control of myself and more understanding of like my emotions and emotional intelligence and really being able to discover that like you know it really is you versus you and as much as you don't want to admit that it's like you either discover it or you don't you know you're either willing to go inside and do that deep dive or you don't and that's okay like some people want to stay lost and I don't blame you I actually was thinking about this the other day I was giving like one of my um friend's niece's advice and she was you know like she's like 19 and was talking about how she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life and I was like listen to me stay lost as long as you can because there comes a time in your life where you really do realize like shit I am mortal (laughs) like I'm not immortal you know this is one life you get one opportunity and it's very scary once you hit that level of responsibility and you have a 401k and you know all the shit so like stay lost as long as you can. I do miss those carefree 20s type of vibe. And I definitely see why people, you know, grow their hair out long and move to a beach somewhere and they bartend on the beach and they have no interest in it because it really is like such a shock when you go from like feeling free and like you can achieve all your dreams and everything is great. And then you're like, shit, dude, I got to work out taxes for my business. And I, oh, look at that. So anyways, Now I'm just rambling, but I think the most important thing you can do is schedule it, schedule, 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 schedule time for yourself. And especially when you're working on yourself, if you're trying to be sober curious or something like that and, you know, reward yourself with things like that really like take care of you. Like my reward this week for not drinking is um, getting a massage. That's my reward. 
So you have to just take what resonates. So it's, it's definitely not anything that, you know, you have to do everything exactly as I said. I'm just saying if you're waking up in the morning and you're feeling really blasé or you're feeling like you can't wait until it's five o'clock wine time, then it's time to really like tap in and tune in to like where you're not putting yourself first because you cannot pour from an empty cup. It's just, it is what it is. It takes a village is real and like don't be ashamed if you need help and don't be ashamed if you need to take time to like get out into nature and and go for a hike or go for a walk or sit under a tree and do some Buddha shit. I mean, write down what you're grateful for. It's essential to life. It keeps me so grounded and like so in the present and also like understanding what life really is, which is like life is not your job. And I guess the reason I bring this up is because that's how I revolved my entire life. Like my life was my job and that was it. And I work, 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 work. And that was it. And, um, I still work hard. I still work, but it's in a different way now. It's in a way where it's like, no, that's part of my life. That's part of my wellness wheel. What's actually really important is also socializing with the people that I love and also putting, you know, family, um, making time for family and also making time for passions, but most importantly, making time for health. And the way that I discovered that my health was going to improve. And when I'm talking about health, I'm talking about mental health. Like if you are dragging ass right now and you're like, I don't know how to fix it. I'm telling you, get sun. And you will read this in every single mentality article. I can promise you. And it works. It works. Cold plunging or cold showers will change you. Um, Getting sun in the morning will change you. Nature will change you. Going for walks will change you. Does not need to be long. And scheduling your workouts first thing in the morning, 100% will change you. So, oh, and gratitude. Gratitude will change you. You need a gratitude journal, I'm telling you. So hopefully you enjoyed this. It's supposed to be a mini pod, but hopefully you enjoyed this pep talk. And I will see you guys on the next podcast.